Hello, 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 everybody. This is your friend Ray. Thank you, Scooter, for that in- introduction. I didn't get to hear it. Uh, but oh boy, was it nice. And just to reframe things, I'm your friend Ray, a fr- friend of yours, a friend of mine. Good to meet you. Good to be in your ears once again. Now, I'm here talking about a, a, a trip I took with Scooter a little bit of time ago. It's, it was a little while since I've been in your ears. It's been too long, but it's been just the right amount of time as well. And Scooter has promised me that in the show notes there'll be a link or a number of whatever episode covered our first trip. But uh, I'll just go over the basics with you. I'm Scooter's neighbor, Ray. And if you want to know more about Scooter, Scooter and I's history, little Andy, the pod boy, uh, my friend, uh, you could listen to, to other episodes I've been on. I'm going to get more to the business of a trip, uh, a trip we made to Florida over the holiday season, uh, you know, at some point. Uh, because I know these podcasts don't come out. You know, the, it's a miracle of podcasting. I mean, I'm not even recording this near, uh, not that far from our trip. Uh, and this is a trip we made to Orlando. And again, I say this in every episode. I realize that theme parks and amusement parks are for everybody. Ray's not everybody's cup of tea. Scooter's not everybody's cup of tea. But I mean, I, I know, I mean... Scooter's my cup of tea. Holy moly, is he a good friend to me? And I feel like I'm a good friend to him. But I know that the consumption or the pride, you know, that that this is not everybody's pastime. It just happens to be my pastime. I like talking about it. Like, Scooter's pastime is less going to the amusement parks than drinking soda and uh, and observing me, I believe. And so, so I'll, I'll catch up now. This is a, you're joining me right in the beginning of the first, uh, the second half of the first day of my, my 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 vacation with Scooter. So we had flown in, and then we spent a little bit of time at one of the parks, one of the Disney parks there. And then we went back to our rooms. We took a nap. Even Ray took a nap. You know, sometimes I like to spend time with friends or chatting or more. Uh, But we were at the room. We were sleeping. And I don't know if we went through this. I don't think we did. Around 2.30 p.m. So we had flown all night. And we kind of slept on the plane. Then we went to the Magic Kingdom in the morning without napping or anything. Then we went back to our hotel around lunchtime. And went to sleep about eleven fifteen, eleven thirty p.m. a.m. Now that's East Coast time for us. It was you know three hours before that, and we took a nap. Now at two thirty, Scooter got up first. Uh, now Scooter went and went to the uh, food court. We were staying at the uh, Port Orleans uh, Hotel, French Quarter. Scooter's telling me. And this is when Scooter got his unlimited soda cup, which is unlimited refill cup of soda. And I I try not to talk about this too much because I know some people say, well, you talk too much about Scooter and soda. And I say, well, that's only because so I can set up every time Scooter goes to the restroom. Uh, Because, I, you know, I know the listeners, everybody finds that funny. His whole family, that's all they talk about, how accurate his trips to soda in the restroom are. 
Uh, but it's also, you know, it's just part of Scooter's mindset. So it really helps you get into his mind, I believe. Because so he looks at the pricing. He goes down there. Now, he told me, Ray, that you could talk about this. I made a big mistake. Also, Scooter drinks a lot of coffee, but they have in this room, in, in his room, they had a coffee machine or, you know, with individual cups of coffee. And the, the people that was, were, were servicing his room were nice enough to make sure he had more than two cups of coffee ready, uh, you know, of packets to make coffee, three or four at least. Uh, which some places I say, what's wrong? You, you only think we're going to drink two cups of coffee? Is it really going to cost you that much more to have the room be stacked with three or four cups of coffee? Uh, but so, oh, so Scooter went down to the food court of the hotel, which is a bit like a food court in a mall, but only one company runs it, you know. Uh, but there at the food court, they sell uh, plastic mugs. Uh, and this is where Scooter said he made his big error. Because one, he said, I just woke up from a nap. And two, I was rushing. Uh, but so they sell these plastic mugs. And Scooter will tell you, they're not exactly... They, one, uh, they don't go good when you're mixing coffee and soda. Not at the same time, but over time. Uh, because the inside is just plastic. So the coffee flavor you could never really get rid of. Uh, but so Scooter went down there and he said he, he prices it out. We were staying there for a few more than a few days, I think. So he said, well, it's like $20. Uh, but that's for all the, you know, you can keep, you can get coffee, coke, hot cocoa, soda water. Because they had a freestyle machine like Stan from the Scooter's uh, stories. Uh, and that's good with his little one because you say, okay, you could get sparkling water. You could get uh, stuff that has low sugar. You could also get root beer, which Scooter likes after 2 p.m. But then you could also get, you know, your, your, your Mr. Pip, that's Scooter's drink with cherry. You know, or your cola or whatever. Now, when Scooter said he made an error, his error was that they had a tumbler, which was new, which was stainless steel on the inside, and it was a Star Wars theme. But Scooter said he was in so much of a hurry to get a drink, he saw that, and then he didn't want to do the calculations of the cost, uh, which I think was about 5 or $10 more. But even after the first day, Scooter said, Ray, that was a mistake because the stainless steel is easy to clean out the coffee. It's easy to clean out in the hotel sink uh, and get rid of the coffee smell because then his daughter says, you know, Pop, can I use your mug to get myself a drinky poo? Uh, because unfortunately, you know, she does have to be the daughter of Scooter, which has its perks a lot of the time. But he says, no, 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 we'll, we'll share one mug because uh, that means we're getting over because Scooter says, whatever, they charge three fifty for a soda. If we only have one mug and then we take turns, uh, then, you know, so so anyway. So he bought his mug. He started drinking his soda at 2.30 p.m. It was about, and then he did some work. And about 3.30 p.m., the rest of us started to get up. Uh, maybe it was around 3.15 and we started to get ourselves together, get ourselves moving, and we took a bus to the Epcot Center. And we went over there. We had some fast passes. I don't see them on the list. Now, it was a rainy evening. It was drizzling. It wasn't pouring or anything, but, you know, that wasn't pleasant. 
and it was the holiday season. I don't know when you're hearing this, so you might not be hearing in the holiday season. But, you know, you'll, you, this will get you in the mood. Not a ton of holiday coverage. Now, the first thing we did, because it was around dinner, we hadn't had lunch, so it was kind of lunch dinner time. And, oh, boy, was this on the on the charts of things. This is high on your charts. And this has always been high on our chart. So you go to, uh, so if you, so Epcot Center is going through changes when I'm recording this. It used to be called Future World and International Showcase. And then Future World was supposed to be like a World's Fair type thing. And they had different pavilions with different things like land and sea and space and uh, communications and transportation. And the changing that around, all things must change. You know, you have to roll with it. But so that's just to help you if you've never been there before, is we went through the main, the front section of the park, which would be called, at the time, it was called Future World. And we skipped that park because, one, we had some fast passes for later. Two, it was at, like the evening, so all the lines were very long. And there's not a lot to eat there. And now that'll probably change with the updating of everything. So we went through to the International Showcase. And if you go into the International Showcase and you go right, uh, there's a place, there's like a, so they in the different seasons, they have little stands, like almost like little houses, little huts that serve different uh, festival foods. Uh, but then they also have permanent places. Now, this one, I forget what it was called, but it's a permanent place. Uh, I don't know what it's called, World Cot 5000 or something. And they sue, it's right by where Canada is, right before you get to Canada, and they serve poutine. And at different times of the year, they have different types of poutine. This time, they had a poutine with brisket, and it was, oh, my goodness, uh, it was so good. It had it had the cheese. It had the, the curds. It had some brisket. Uh, the cheese had a couple different cheese flavors. It was very, very good, for, especially for a drizzly. It wasn't cold now. That was a nice thing. It wasn't cold, but it was drizzling. Uh, so we had that. Then they had a holiday. So they have, a, like, everything was seemed the holidays, so they had the little food booths, like I'm saying, and uh, they also had a cookie uh, cookie stroll, they called it. And Scooter said, well, I can't do any um, adult beverage strolls anymore. Those days are behind me. Uh, so he wanted to do the cookie stroll because he also likes cookies. And I don't think this was here. Maybe it was. I guess it looks like it according to my notes. But he he got a peppermint pinwheel cookie, which was one of the first cookies on the cookie stroll. Now, spoiler, well, I guess I'll, so this was, so Scooter got a little uh, a pamphlet. You get stickers for your cookie stroll. And if you complete the book cookie stroll, you would get a bonus cookie somewhere. And you probably could tell how it turned out by my tone, you know, Scooter. But Scooter rolls with him because he was on vacation. So he got his peppermint pinwheel cookie. He said it was pretty good. Yeah, but after the pip, uh, the, the poutine, you know, w- that was a pinnacle level of uh, food. It was a little bit of uh, it was tough to follow up. Uh, then we went to uh, Another place where they sell shirts and things, because they also had a treasure hunt where you were searching for um, a wreath with Chip and Dale on it in every country. 
and Chippendale and every country in this world showcase were holding an ornament. And if you got all the ornaments, then you got you could turn it in for an ornament. Now, you were paying for the map and the cost of the ornament, but still, yeah, something fun for his daughter to do. And it turned out it was very difficult at first. We, 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 we didn't get it right away. It, then we went to uh, Mexico. They had a food booth that had a nice tostada with some beans on there and I believe some uh, something else. But it was mostly a bean and cheese tostada. It was good. It was a very good tostada. And then we headed to uh, Norway, which uh, they were supposed to have this holiday show that Scooter has not seen in like 11 years. And he said, Ray... So before I knew him, he said, Ray, you got to see this holiday show. It's so funny. And he said, you're going to love it. So it was like a, a Norway holiday storyteller talking about the Norwegian uh, holiday traditions. Uh, but we went there, but because of the rain, they were, they had canceled the show. And then we tried to find the Chippendale ornament. And we must have spent about 15 minutes looking for the ornament. And we could not find it. So then we went back to Mexico because they have a boat ride there. And uh, we we went on the boat ride, which is a fun little ride. Usually that line, much like Pirates of the Caribbean, moves pretty quickly, even when the line is long. And the inside of the that pavilion has the inside-outside look. So we went in there. And we did that. There was oh, then we got off the boat, and Scooter was very happy because they had a mariachis performing inside, and they had dancers. And Scooter was in. This is Scooter's element. He loves the street performers or performances. A street, what do they call it? Street atmosphere. I think they call it for Disney. And also, Scooter was pointing to me of how many people were having fun. People were dancing with the dancers. And then they did a Feliz Navidad, you know, which is a hit. I mean, I realize it's a, like, a, what do you call that? You, you know, it's a, like a, some people say, well, that's not real culture. It's just a pop song. But people love singing along with it. And so that was fun. Then we had a um, fast pass for a ride. Now, this is going to go away, too, and they're going to change it. So I don't know if they'll still call it this. Uh, but it was Spaceship Earth uh, is a, like a story of communication with animatronics. Dame Judy Dench uh, was voicing it, I believe. Like if it's Helen Mirren, oh my goodness, I'm sorry. But uh, And so that was very nice. And, uh, you know, it's a relaxing ride. Sometimes you could fall asleep, but they have the old-fashioned animatronics, which, uh, you know, they're coming back with some more of these. Uh, but I, to me, and I think Scooter, and he, maybe even his daughter, and this is a delicate subject, but this is the kind of thing that's kind of like the excess of these parks in a kind of a good way. Is like the idea that you'd make these robotic figures, you know, to show the history of the news or supercomputers or papyrus or the Gutenberg Press. Uh, are all of these things uh, like that you invest in these figures that you're just kind of going by briefly uh, creates a little bit of a sense of wonder because even though they don't look real, they look almost real. 
and they look more, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I always, I, I don't know. I think it's like a, it's something that they, they say, well, that's boring. You know, they're, they're, they're just talking about newspapers and stuff, just stuff like that. And I could see both sides of things, but we, we really enjoy that ride. And I, I know by the time this comes out, maybe it'll be a little bit different. And of course, we didn't. We had a fast pass, so we didn't have to wait in line for that. Then we went to Living with the Land, and it was nighttime. And this is a boat ride, and uh, in, in, it talks about the history of, uh, you know, agriculture. It's an agriculture type ride. Uh, but then you go through all the greenhouses. But because it was nighttime and the holidays, they had a holiday overlay. With all sorts of holiday lights and little hidden uh, uh, figures, it was really fun because you you still had the the ride part where they talk about well this is aquaponics, a fish of fish of phonics, uh, or this is what happens in the desert. Uh, but then they had the holiday stuff, so I I really liked that. That was nice there. Uh, then it was really raining. We went on a ride in a, land, a place called the Seas, and we went on a ride Seas with Nemo and Friends, which is a nice little ride. Maybe you've heard me talk about it. You go in a clammobile or a shell, and you go looking for Nemo, and then the ride ends in an actual aquarium. So that was fun, and there's lots of good opportunities for pitches after the ride. Uh, but oh boy, was it that was, that's a nice one. Then we uh, got off that ride. It was really raining, but it was, again, it wasn't cold. So we said, well, we all have raincoats on, so it's not that big a deal for that. So we went back to the countries. Uh, Scooter's little one wanted to have a maple popcorn, like a little bit more like a kettle corn than a can't caramel corn. And also, this was another money-saving technique, depending. I mean, you say money-saving in uh, context uh, because you can buy a, a reusable popcorn bucket. And I believe it's, you know, it's not inexpensive, but then you can get that bucket refilled throughout the parks there for about $2. And I realized that, you know, a thing of popcorn in the real world costs about 25 cents. But, you know, here you say $2 is a bargain to refill your popcorn. And even some of the flavored popcorn places you get refilled. So we, we got the maple popcorn. Scooter did get a bottle of Coke. And then we started going uh, to some of the more the other food booths. And uh, we got a soup there. I think it was in Canada. Maybe it's someplace else with wild rice. Because uh, Scooter's uh, uh, little one likes wild rice. And then we went to Laheim uh, and got Scooter got a pastrami on rye and egg soda uh, and a black and white cookie. He said the pastrami on rye was actually really good. The egg soda was too costly for Scooter to enjoy for such a small drink. Because he said, I should have, I think he said, I should have just got a Yoohoo. Uh, and then he said the black and white cookie was okay, but it had a little, um, like some of the sugar cookies there at the Epcot, they have, um, instead of, uh, some of them have a citrus, uh, like within the base and some have a vanilla in the base. And Scooter said, you know, he just naturally prefers, uh, 
the, the, the vanilla-based uh, sugar cookies versus a citrus-based sugar cookie. Or citrus hint, I guess. I don't know what I'm saying, I guess. Uh, then we went on, uh, uh, we went and got, uh, uh, some soba noodles and a boba, a boba tea or a boba drink. Uh, now Ray's not, you know, I'm, uh, I'm new to boba, even though it's been a thing for a while. Uh, so I only like looked at it. I haven't tried And Scooter said, you'll like a milk tea. And his little one likes the boba. Kids love boba. And that was in Japan. Uh, Scooter's handwriting here. Oh, Scooter wanted to get some pizza, but they weren't selling pizza at night. They they only sell it during the day, supposedly, for some ridiculous reason. Uh, then we had a fast pass to ride a frozen ride, which was like a, a boat ride where you get to see Anna and Elsa and uh, Olaf. And unfortunately, we were right about to board the ride with a fast pass. Like, we were the next people to get on the boat, and the ride started to not function. Uh, so much so that they were letting everybody off the ride, uh, the, like, that was in the ride. Like, even they, they didn't even get to complete the rides. Like, all the boats had stopped moving. Now, we didn't even get on there. And they said, oh, we really don't have any idea when it's going to start again. So they said, well, you could just use your fast pass in another ride. So we went and went on the ride test track. And Scooter considers this a very thrilling ride. Your friend Ray, I do enjoy this ride as well. Uh, So it's like it's a ride where you're pretending to test a car. It's a test track for a car because it's like the history of uh, automotive. There's no history in there. It's all just like uh, for fun. It's uh, now in Disney Land in California Adventure. They have the cars uh, attraction, uh, Radiator Springs races. It's similar. This is just themed much differently. And uh, it's fun though. At the end, it goes, it goes, and it goes, and it feels very thrilling. But it's not too thrilling for most people. It doesn't go upside down or anything like that. And then, uh, oh, then it, this was around about nine p.m. And then we said, you know what? We've had a full day. We were up all night, more or less, of flying. Let's go back to the hotel. And so we walked to our bus around 9.15 p.m., and by 10 p.m., we were all in our rooms, which was very, very, very nice. Now, those of you that are hardcore theme park people are really going to enjoy this next segment, and those of you that aren't, don't worry about uh, uh, this because it'll probably be in a new evolution at this point. But in the evening... We, we usually like to plan out what we're going to do the next day. So as I was just talking about last evening, we were kind of saying, well, what are we going to do tomorrow? Because your friend Ray, you know, likes to be at the parks before they open. Then you could get a lot done. Uh, but also at this particular time, this was when uh, recently in Disney Studios, they had opened Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, which is the Black Spire Outpost. It's uh, the mythology behind it. 
And that had just recently opened its second attraction. It opened in the summer with one ride called Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Uh, but then a few weeks before we got there, uh, not only had the new Star Wars movie come out, but this ride had opened called Rise of the Resistance. And it's a very ambitious attraction. I don't think you could call it a ride. I would call it an experience and attraction. And because of that, Disney had made some changes to how they normally operate things because it was so, uh, there was so much anticipation and so much demand for the ride. And over the, you'll probably, if you're a theme park enthusiast, you'll know they had a lot of tests they did at Disneyland and Disney World trying to figure out how to manage the crowds for these things. And this was also the busiest time of the year. Now, we happened to get there on a day. So this was uh, the second day of our trip. This We're talking, we're heading into the morning of the second day of our trip. And this was before the holidays officially. This was uh, actually, I'll tell you, it's December 23rd. And the park was officially opening at uh, 7 a.m. Now, the day after that, it was starting to open at 6 in the morning. I don't even know if Ray believes that. A theme park opening at 6 in the morning. Uh, but it goes even deeper than that. So the park would officially open at six, 7 a.m., right? Okay. Now, I'll explain to you a lot. But so now we were in a bit of a pickle because one, uh, six in the morning or seven in the morning, for that's three or four in the morning for us Californians. Uh, but also we were staying at a hotel where you took a bus to the park and the buses don't start running till 45 minutes before the park opens. Uh, so, so the first bus we could get was at 6.15. Now, we could have taken a lift or whatever, but then we were like, that's a little bit over the top. We're supposed to be on vacation. And and I'll explain more. But so at 6.15, we were, we were already up. We got up at 5.45 a.m. And at 6.15, we were at the bus stop, and the bus came at 6.15. The bus was busy. And then we got to Disney Studios, and it was very, very busy. And it was also drizzling once again. Now, it wasn't cold, even though it was early in the morning, which is always important, you know, if you're going to get wet. And we had our raincoats and, a, and one umbrella. And we did split up. So uh, uh, we we, uh, we split up because Scooter took the backpack and went, because they, they, they go through your backpack, uh yeah, so we we went and got in line, and the line was already pretty long just to get into the park there. And the thing was, they start letting people into the park around six, between six and six thirty. And I think this particular day, they started letting people into the park around six six thirty because the line wasn't moving at first. I, I don't believe. Uh, but we were in line. Uh, we were in line. Well, let's see. I don't have a time written down. We were at the bus at 6.15, which meant Scooter was probably through getting his bag checked by six uh, 6.40 maybe. I'm just guessing. Maybe 6.30, 6.35. And then we we're in a very long line to go through the gates to get into the park. Now, the key is you want to be in the park before 7 a.m. when the official park opens. 
Now, this is much different than Ray's normal strategy, even though it sounds similar, because at 7 a.m., what happened at this time was they open up something on the, the app they have, and you would open the app and you would get what was called a boarding pass to be able to go on the Star Wars Rise of the Resistance ride. There was no line for the Rise of the Resistance uh, that you could get in. You could only get on the ride if you had a boarding pass. And the boarding passes would run out within like 20 or 30 minutes or less. And so basically how it works is, so we got in the park at 6.50 a.m., 6.50. The park was going to open with the rides and the boarding passes at 7. And so then they start walking people back towards the rides. They were already doing that. So we're walking towards Star Wars Galaxy's Edge there. And actually, about 6.55, we were, were like, we're not going to get to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Let's just step to the side of the road here, and we'll get our apps ready. And also, it was raining, and we could get under an awning. And other people were doing the same thing. And then at 7 o'clock, you open your app, and just like if you're trying to get something else to load, you're refreshing it and refreshing it. Until it says, get a boarding pass. Uh, and you kind of have to include the members of your party. It's not that simple, but it's not that complicated. Now, the key thing is that the kind of giving them out is some randomness. But the, also, the, the giving out, you know, so, the sooner you get it, the sooner you can go on the ride. So we were opening, closing it. We, we got our boarding pass by like 7.04, 7.03 a.m., and I think it was boarding pass at 38 or something. Maybe I have it written down later in here, which meant that or maybe it was 68, which meant we weren't going to be able to ride for a few hours. I think 38, because I think they could do about 10 groups an hour. And a boarding group doesn't just mean your group. It means like a group of 100 or so people or something. Uh, but so at 705, we had our boarding group. It was, so that's one win for the day. And... Then we went and we got in the ride. So let's see, got boarding pass uh, uh, to ride to rise the resistance, and then we went and got in line for the Millennium Falcon. Now, according to the uh, sign, it was a thirty-minute wait, but it ended up being a bit more, like closer to an hour till we got got off the ride. So. Uh, but you know, it was the beginning of the park. Everybody's going to that place anyway. And throughout the rest of the trip, uh, that line would end up being, like, uh, much longer, like 90, 120, 180 minutes. And that ride is, like, a little bit like you're, you're in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. There's six people. Each person has a little bit of a job, so it's a little bit like a video game and a motion simulator. Uh, but it's pretty cool because you're looking right out of the Millennium. It looks very real. Uh, so it was a very entertaining ride. And that was nice. Then we had at 810, we got, that was when we got off the ride. The scooter used the restroom because he had already had, you know, some coffee. Then we had churros for breakfast. Scooter also had a Coke for breakfast. Uh, but he said, Ray, I need to, you know, I got to get my spirits up, you know. Uh, then we headed to Sunset Boulevard, where there's two rides down there, and we went. We waited 30 minutes in line for the Tower of Joy, 
which is, is still based on the TV show Twilight Zone. But in uh, Disney's California Adventure, it's a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. And either version is very delightful. So I, I, Ray likes that I can go on both, you know, when I have time. Uh, so we went on that ride. Then uh, we, there was a long line, but we still did it. We got in line for uh, Rock and Roller Coaster about 8.45 a.m. Uh, but it looks like after Tower Terra, we went on Rock and Roller Coaster. We got in line there about 8.45 in the single rider line. Uh, which is uh, which which is usually a little bit faster, but the park was already busy at this point. Now that's where you know things have probably changed by now, and I think they'll have opened up one more new ride at that park because uh, when the park has like those popular rides and it opens early, you, Ray's usual rope drop strategy doesn't work because so many people get to the park so early. Uh, that kind of all the rides instantly have a long wait. So you got to be willing to take a little bit of a Six Flags type attitude and be like, okay, well, I'm going to have to wait in some lines here. And you could reduce that by using Lentesta's uh, Lines app, you know, friend, you know, a good friend of, uh, like, we, we like Len. Uh, but so anyway, we, the, I guess probably the ride was not functioning properly. And that's why the line was also so long, uh, cause they did make a, line, a bunch of announcements, a line, you know, your wait's going to be longer than normal. Uh, but we got in line for that at 845. And by the time we were halfway in line, our boarding group for Rise of the Resistance had started, I believe. It may have started even earlier. Like, the latest we could have got to Rise of the Resistance was 10.30 a.m. Like, you, they give you a window. I think it's like a two-hour window or something. But our window was going to close at 10.30. And so we thought when we got in line at 8.45, we would have been fine, which we were. But we we did cut it close. By the time we got off of uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, it was about 10 in the morning. So I guess we probably waited in line about an hour there. And, you know, we were playing, uh, with a, what do we call it, a ticket to ride on Scooter's phone. So we were having a grand old time. Scooter had bought another map, a European map. So we were, ha- it actually isn't really that bad. But so 10.15, so 10 o'clock we headed over to Rise of Resistance. And I'm not going to tell you anything about this ride at all because it would ruin it for you. Uh, but so at 10.15, we got in line. It was about it. Even though you have the boarding pass, it doesn't mean you get on the ride immediately, you know. Uh, which, you know, you come to accept. And that was so we waited about 30 or 40 minutes to get on the ride. Uh, but I could tell you it was worth the rigmarole because it was like one of the pinnacles it was an experience. It was amazing. Will I say it's the greatest thing ever or it's waiting in li- worth waiting in line hours and hours and hours? Maybe. I don't know. You'll have to decide that for yourself. And if you heard about the ride, you know, you, you, you won't be, it won't ruin it for you. Uh, but if you don't know anything other than it's called Star Wars Rise of the Resistance and you ride it, you'll be so surprised. It is so surprising. We knew nothing. 
Scooter said he had seen one or two videos, but it didn't, it was just, uh, oh boy, what a ride. Uh, it was really, uh, it was a great ride. So it was worth it. It was not worth it. Now, it was not such a great ride that we were ever willing again to get up at 4 in the morning. Since the park was opening at 6, you'd have to get there at 5.15. We were never willing to wake up again at 4.30 in the morning. Uh, so while it was the best ride we've ridden in a very long time, it was not... Uh, it did not make any of us say, well, let's get up at 4 in the morning, 4.30 in the morning, uh, to, to try to ride it one more time. Uh, then we went over to the uh, a restaurant called the ABC Commissary, more of a fast food place. And we were happy, pretty happy with that because uh, they, uh, they have, uh, what do you call it there? They had mobile orders, so Scooter could put an order in. But they also, because it was so busy, they would only let you sit down if you had a tray of food, uh, which did cause quite a bit of controversy with a lot of people, including Scooter. He said, I want a table. And they said, well, when you have your tray, you could have a table. And he said, okay. Uh, other people were a bit more, uh, uh, you know, uh, vocal about it. But it was nice because then when we had a tray of food, we had a clean place to sit down right away. And that did take two staffers to keep an eye on that. But we had, I think we had burgers or just salads or something. Scooter thinks he might have had uh, uh, chicken nuggets. And, you know, we ate a lunch. It was a pleasant little lunch there. And we were kind of running out of gas. So we went to, like, they have these street performers that are supposed to be from, like, old Hollywood uh, the Hollywood Studios Streetmosphere performers. So we watched a little bit of one of their shows. It was like a kind of a game game dating show, like match game or something. And there was someone from the crowd there and then the ac- actors and actresses. And it was very funny. It was like a, it was enjoyable. And then, holy moly, so then we went... Uh, to uh now disney also opened this amazing thing totally getting under sold uh, because it's in, you don't have to pay to be in the parks but they have this thing called the skyline which is basically like gondolas uh, gondolas uh, that connect parks with one another and this has been, I mean, I have to say from like, you know, a lot of times they say, well, you're not doing anything futuristic or whatever. This is one of the improvements of the parks that I've never said that. I said, wow, what a big improvement. What a pleasant thing. I hope you do more of it. Even if you just do this, it's wonderful. Uh, so, uh, and I'll tell you about it, but it's basically, okay, I guess I'll just tell you. So you leave the Hollywood studios and we said, well, let's, we don't, we're not ready for our nap yet. So let's ride the gondola. Actually, I think it was a little one that said that. So we said, okay, why not? Uh, so we went there and the gondola goes from the Disney studios to the Caribbean beach resorts. And that station happens to be a transfer station. So you get in a gondola car, just like you'd see up in the mountains. There's two nice benches in there, and there's a beautiful view. And it moves in a way, you know, it's a detached one. So it's going fast when it's up in the air. 
But then when it's down, it's going slow. So, and I realize those things are for everybody. Cause some people say, well, I don't like being, you know, up, you know, the, you, I know what you're saying. But it's very, very pleasant and relaxing, and you get a, a view you just never had before. Uh, so we took it there. Then we transferred and took it to Epcot. They have one that goes from the Caribbean Beach Resort to Epcot, and it goes into the back entrance of Epcot. But we got off there, and then we walked over to another uh, hotel called the Beach Club there, uh, because they had a, a gingerbread carousel with hidden Mickeys uh, and also soda machines. So we went and we looked at this gingerbread carousel. We tried to find the hidden Mickeys on there. Uh, and Scooter got himself another soda because he had his unlimited soda cup that works at all the hotels. Uh, then we got back on the skyline and took it to another hotel called the Riviera. Uh, which was new, and so we said, well, let's check this hotel out. You know, you go to the lobbies, you look at how they had it decorated for the holidays, and, you know, just walk around. It just gives you something a little bit less intense and uh, pleasant to do. And Scooter, lo Scooter and I, we love to walk. So we looked at the pool there, we looked at the lobby, uh, then we called, uh, a lift, uh, you know, lift thing, a car to come pick us up there. And we took that back to our hotel, just a short little jaunty away. Uh, but we decided to do that so we could get some rest instead of taking the Skyliner back to Hollywood studios and then, uh, taking the bus. And then according to my notes, Scooter took about an hour nap, uh, and his daughter took a 15-minute nap, and I took a two-hour nap. And, I mean, that was it for, yeah, and then I'll tell, I mean, I guess I'll tell you more about it later, uh, the second half of our day. Uh, because, yeah, then we went to the Magic Kingdom after. But we took a nap, and that was, you know, so that was a little bit of time with Scooter and your friend Ray at the parks. Uh, thanks, everybody.